This is Richard Cloutier Reports on 680 CJOB. It's Kelly Moore in for Richard Cloutier. Richard will return on Monday. And uh, late last week, there was a report uh, that was uh, uh, that came out about uh, the overcapacitated state of some Winnipeg hospitals. Uh, and, and for some, over a, uh, a fairly significant amount of time. And so we thought we would uh, discuss this with somebody who would probably be able, be able to fill in the blanks far better than uh, yours truly. And uh, on the line with me is the Chief Nursing Officer for the Winnipeg Regional Health Authority, Lori Lamont. Uh, well, first off, let's provide a little context uh, uh, to the report. I understand it was August and September of last year in particular uh, where the capacity at St. Boniface uh, Hospital in particular was, uh, I don't know, would you say of, of uh, uh, major concern or at least uh, uh, it was a bit of an eye-opener, 110% capacity over that uh, two-month period? Yeah, certainly, Kelly. Anytime that we're over uh, 100% occupancy, it is a, a area of concern. However, we do have some um, what we call overcapacity spaces or additional beds or rooms that we can open in the event that the demand for our services exceeds our normal capacity. We are working very hard as part of our patient flow initiative to work to reduce that occupancy uh, at all of our sites. And we have seen some significant success, most uh, appreciable at uh, the Grace Hospital, but we have actually seen some decrease in the uh, length of stay at St. Boniface Hospital, so we continue to work on that. So uh, a two-part Question here uh, then for you, Lori. What's uh, the, the the cause, if you will, uh, and then the effect? Well, certainly the cause is a, an increased um, demand for uh, hospital services. But that, uh, so we're working on a number of, of areas. One is to try to reduce some of that demand through initiatives in our primary care system and other parts of our community care system to help people to uh, be able to manage their chronic diseases more successfully and live um, more in a more healthy way so that there is less risk of them needing hospital admission. We're also working with uh, our partners in the long-term care sector to increase the number of personal care homes in the health region because at any point in time there are a number of people in our hospitals who are there waiting to go on to the next place of care and so they're using a a precious hospital bed for uh, care that isn't required at, at the hospital. We also know that uh, there are a number of, we believe, preventable delays in in anyone's stay in the hospital. So we're asking our hospital teams, um, physicians and the nurses and others in the uh, hospital to work with patients and families to make sure that everybody's staying on track for the plan so that everyone is aware right from the time of admission what the estimated date of discharge is and that we keep moving towards that goal. I would imagine, though, the effect, especially August, September, that is vacation time uh, for a lot of people. Uh, so the effect would, would be on the nurses. I would imagine there would be a, a heavy, heavy stress on that particular workforce. Yeah, certainly when we open additional beds uh, in our hospitals, it means that the nurses are um, 
you know, we do need to bring in more nursing staff and that can become more challenging during peak vacation time. So we ask our staff to, uh, particularly our part-time staff, to pick up extra shifts, but it also does uh, result in some overtime for other staff in order to make sure that we can safely meet the care needs of our patients. Now, does that does that need extend beyond just August and September, Lori? Like, is that another th- on the to-do list of, of things to find solutions for? Well, it's certainly, um, we see the, the, the fluctuation up and down. It was a bit unusual to see it in the summer at that height. We often see it in uh, our peak um, season of February, March, and we did see it again this this winter with the influenza that we saw as well as other um, illnesses did stretch our capacity in our hospitals. It's improving a little bit uh, now and we will continue to work on these improvement areas so that we can get that uh, down. We do expect though that uh, from time to time there will be peaks and valleys in the uh, capacity and in the demand for services. So going over 100% isn't um, isn't going to be unusual going forward, but we want to be able to uh, maintain that below 100% as much as possible. You must have been reading my mind. What is an acceptable target to shoot for? 90%, 95%? What's the, what's the magic number? Well, the ma- we're not sure what the magic number is. We know that if we were operating at 90%, that our, our flow through the system would be uh, very good. There isn't a health system in the country that operates at that level. So um, we, we would be happy if we were at 95%. Now, uh, is the new women's hospital at HSC still on track for a fall 2016 opening? Yes, it is. Uh, will that alleviate some of this? Um, it will alleviate a little bit. The numbers that you were looking at, Kelly, don't include our obstetrics, and certainly that is an area of concern. Our birth rate in Winnipeg is growing as fast as we're able to uh, get that construction on 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 track. Uh, so certainly the addition of the new women's hospital will help in the area of obstetrics uh, and also some other um, surgeries that take place at women's hospital. I have a couple of rapid fire questions here for you. Lori Lamont is the chief nursing officer of the Winnipeg Regional Health Authority. And it's if you don't have the answer, that's fine, because uh, I, uh, I did not have the chance to forward this to you, but it was just a thought that came to mind. When was the last time a, a hospital, a new hospital, was built in Winnipeg? I believe the most recent hospital to open would have been Seven Oaks General Hospital, and that was in the early 80s. Okay, and I'm guessing the population of Winnipeg was a lot lower <laughs> than, than it is now. I, I would assume so, yes. yeah. Yeah, and, and again, in your position with the nursing, I don't know if you would know how much it would cost to build a hospital, but I just, I don't know, the, the thought crossed my mind, um, yes, it would be a major expenditure, but would it, is it not time for a new hospital, maybe? We believe right now that we have some enough efficiency in our existing hospital system to, uh, if we can achieve the you know reductions in the length of stay and the movement of people out of our hospitals, that we can manage within the existing bed base. It's important to recognize uh, since the 80s that many things that people had long stays in hospital for are often done now through uh, new surgical techniques, which make them day surgery procedures. So certainly the demand uh, in some areas of healthcare 
for hospital beds is reduced since the 80s, um, but we do, with our aging population, we do expect that chronic disease will um, take on a, a larger role in our hospital care, and we need to make sure that we've got the appropriate services in place for that. So just to suffice then, the advances that have been made, you're still looking to balance that out with the added population and the fact that we are living longer. Correct. Laurie Lamont, thank you very much for this. Do appreciate the time. Thank you, Kelly. Laurie Lamont is the Chief Nursing Officer of the Winnipeg Regional Health Authority. Richard Cloutier reports on 680 CJOB.